The world of European comics is a firm favourite here at That Comic Smell. One thing that has always fascinated us in particular is the translation of comics to other languages. One company that is making this available right now is Comics Eurasia. Comics Eurasia translate your comics into two of the most widely used European languages, French and Spanish. The French market alone is worth half a billion dollars per year. Fancy your chances of breaking into that market? Then try Comics Eurasia today. Contact Comics Eurasia on comicsurasia at gmail.com. You can also DM and follow them on Twitter at Comics Eurasia. Comics Eurasia. Comics translated. Welcome to That Comic Smell Podcast. With your host, Tom Stewart, with special guest, Tom Spark. There's no um, there's no official start, by the way, Tom. It literally just fires straight on. I've got it recording from the minute go, so. Or, uh, Sweet, I like it. Just jump straight in. Yeah, totally, man. How you doing? Yeah, I'm really well, thank you. Really, really good. How about you? Yeah, not too bad, man. Um, bit of a bit of a sunny one today, actually. So it was. Uh, was it? Well, here anyway. Yeah, for briefly, um, for the I think about three hours in the afternoon, and uh, <laughs> so needless to say, standing out in it, I was uh, just a bit pecked by the end of the day. But hey ho, it's fine. <laughs> Fantastic! It's a bit grey here today. We had a stonking weekend, and it's gone really grey and uh, miserable today. But I like to think that's because I've come back to work. Ah. It's, uh, it's mirroring my state of mind. <laughs> it's always uh, it's always the same when you step back in. It's literally everything just turns a little bit grey every time. <laughs> oh, honestly, it's just a nightmare. So um, I'll start off uh, just saying, who are you, sir? I am Tom Spark. Nice. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that right? Yes. And uh, what are you? What am I? I am a cartoonist, an illustrator. Um, I've recently realised I'm a writer as well. I never even thought. Yeah. I, after drawing pictures for so many years, <laughs> I suddenly thought to myself, what am I drawing pictures of? I actually am, am writing stories. I'd never considered myself a writer before. I still really don't. Yeah. I think I'm just trying to put strings together to put pictures on, but... <laughs> yeah, I guess that as well. But I certainly wouldn't use that label. Do you um? Do you do you just kind of draw and do do you do the stories kind of come to you as you're drawing the pictures, or do you actually still lay out stuff as you're as you're drawing? No, yeah, more recently since I've been um, sort of sort of getting on to um, to doing the fish beards and that sort of stuff on a weekly basis. I've had yeah. to get things planned out to start with. So we'll start. You know, you get a little germ of an idea, uh, and then you sort of flesh that out. You, I basically just make notes in my in my phone the whole time just right, so okay. and on that and then whenever I've got a bit more time I'm on a train or something right okay yeah, okay what can that situation be how, how can this be funny what can it lead on to that sort of stuff so I do find out find myself writing out the text but for a fish beard it's dead easy because it's only a, it, it, it's a short uh, just short few panel comic so you can just write out the dialogue and yeah you can kind of imagine what's going on in your head so they're pretty easy to write <laughs> yeah yeah i just always 
It's with, with strip work. I always look at it and think, I wonder if they just sat and drew something and then went, man, oh, shit, I'll just add something to it after it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it has happened, definitely. There's yeah. certain, certain ones, certain signs, you've just drawn something like that. Oh, what, what could he be doing here? And you just draw it and see what happens and yeah, something comes out of it. Yeah, totally. I was uh, I was recent, recently reading your uh, Fishbeard Volume 2 that you very kindly sent to us. Thank you very much, sir. My pleasure. Um, and... Um, yeah, it was. It, there, there was definitely a lot more, a lot more behind a lot of those strips. There was a lot more thought press, process I could see yeah. within it. Um, but it's good. It's it's not. You know, it's not like it doesn't look like it's too much hard work. You're not. You're you're very much on that on that line of like, it's still having fun with it. But you know, you can tell that you've thought about it a lot more because from page to page there is a lot. In one story. There is various puns, and that takes that takes a lot. I think people don't people <laughs> underestimate how how much that takes. Well, that's, that's the, that was probably the, the big difference between the first book and the second book. The first book was just sort of a, a bit of fun, and lots of very pun heavy. And then by the second, well, probably by the end of the first book, actually, I've kind of exhausted it and gone. I'm a bit bored of just puns now. Yeah, I think I need some sort of bit more of a story, a bit more of a setup joke, and that sort of thing. So then it became. A longer form joke, I think, and it made me sort of um, evolve my, my sort of storytelling skills and maybe you know sort of joke telling skills in, yeah. in that respect. But that's why I, li- I like the second book a lot better. When yeah. um, when I'm at cons and things, I always when people say to me, "Which which one should I buy, Volume One or Volume two? I say, "I'm going to make more money personally if you buy Volume One, but I want you to buy Volume two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's fair> <laughs> it's, it's, it's my best work. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some gems in the first one which I which I absolutely love, and yeah, it could be my absolute favourites. But the second one's just yeah, as a collection, I think it works a bit better. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's published by the good people at Best Park Books, and uh, quite rightly they, uh, they they need their cut of the uh, of the sales on that. One. Yeah, very true. How did that How did that come about? By the way, with uh, Pierce um, Park, was it just a bit of a random conversation, and then it just developed from there, kind of thing? Yeah, I met Aaron at, uh, I think it was Nottingham Comic Con, and we had a, had a chat there and said, yeah, we'd like to do something together. It seemed like a good fit. I mean, they're a great organisation. Aaron's, Aaron's a lovely guy. Mm. Um, so I thought, yeah, I'd like to work with these guys. And I just thought, you know, with the, with the second Fishbeard book, it, I once had you know, done all the strips. I was like, right, shall I go and self-publish this and do all the work? Or shall I, um, <laughs> shall I work with those guys and get, get a bit more help with it? And he's done, he did a great job of editing and laying the uh, the second book out and um, yeah made it look really nice whilst also keeping it sort of in line with the first book and yeah. if, you, if you put them together they kind of look like a set still which is um that's really true. good book from them yeah yeah definitely it's um yeah it's funny i think um there's a lot of uh i, I wouldn't say like nepotism but there's a lot of like m- meeting of, of folks with uh with like aaron's fair spark work it yeah. is a lot of people like he knows and stuff like that which is really cool i think that's it's it's nice it almost feels like you're part of a family in a way kind of thing coming in absolutely it. yeah yeah there's, there's, there's some other creators that you know on on the label who i've never had had feelings with and you know, even met a couple of them and they're, yeah they're really lovely guys but yeah it does feel like a nice little sort of collegiate atmosphere yeah yeah definitely so what do you just thinking like you do co- like you do strip work and you do comics and you're doing stuff through yeah. um fair spark and everything now what do you actually do for a day job then i work in financial services so oh, wow. it couldn't be really more different. <laughs> Do you know what? This is this is a total theme. Um, everybody that I've spoken to, it's like um, they've they've got something that is just completely different from yeah. comics altogether. I wonder if that's a if there's a correlation there. 
I think that this, it's nice to have a complimentary thing to sort of, when, you know, you go in one world and you, and you think a certain way and then you come out and then, you know, you can really be very, very creative. Uh, I know a lot of creative people have day jobs which are also creative in, in those sort of fields. But I think, you know, if you have got a job where it's, where it's um, facts and figures and, you know, other things, you know, the, you know, re, re, you know watching the news very closely and yeah. you know, taking in a lot of serious stuff, you kind of want to come home and, you know, draw a fish and whose <laughs> legs are too small to reach the exercise bike wheels, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah, because um, it's you know it's just very silly and it's fun and it's uh, yeah. Well, I've always enjoyed that you know that side of things. I've, I've drawn since I can remember. So yeah, it's it's like a relaxation, I think. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be something that's going to um, pull you out of of work mode kind of thing at the end of the day. Oh, as definitely. Well. Yeah. yeah. Do you do you ever feel yourself slipping into a separate work mode that we're doing comics? Yeah, it has happened definitely. When I've worked for for, for, for big publishers on deadlines and that sort of stuff, then it, yeah, yeah, all the fun goes out, <laughs> and you can get really sucked into that. So yeah, I don't do any of that anymore. No deadlines. No, no, no. I do little, little bits of freelance work here and there when I feel like it. But yeah, no pressure, no stress, no deadlines. I make sure of that. That's good. That's good, Tom. It's, it's yeah. It's, it's, it's like it's... when people say, um, you know, a lot of people who are who have a, a dependence on uh, on alcohol say, you know, I like to drink and then I ruined it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be a workaholic in uh, in terms of cartoons. Yeah, that's very true. It's um, <laughs> yeah, you got to keep you definitely got to keep the fun in it because then it it, yeah. it almost puts you off kind of thing at the end of the day. But were you um, were you drawing as a as a kid? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, from my very first memories, I remember watching TV and drawing all the cartoons that I saw on the TV. Drawing my own characters, drawing Sonic the Hedgehog, drawing Mario, drawing everything really. Yeah, so I would always be in front of the TV and always have pens and paper. Oh, nice, nice. Were you uh, were you one of those that sort of trace stuff out of books and that as well? As you, yeah, or were you always absolutely. Draw them? Yeah, yeah. When I couldn't get it right, yeah, you get the trace. <laughs> you, yeah, you draw over a wily coyote and go, "Well, ah, oh, that's how they do it." Okay, that's. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, I, you, get, you get a lot of the secrets that way. I'm glad to know somebody else actually traced because I told uh, a pal of mine a while back that I uh, used to trace out of the Simpsons comics, and he looked at yeah, me and was right. like, "You looked at yeah. me and was like, you fucking cheat." Like, <laughs> how you got to learn? You got to learn like, how to do different eyes and mouths and that sort of stuff. But yeah, exactly. The Simpsons was a, was a big learning curve for me. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it was just it was like the, it was almost the disdain in his in his face. Like, how dare you? <laughs> and he's not even a dude that like draws either. He's just looking at me like, oh, God. <laughs> well, I think it takes a while until you get like you know your own sort of style. Um, and then obviously that, that that becomes sort of unique to your to your characters. Yeah. Um, you can't really you know do anything like tracing while you're while you're developing your style anyway. So yeah, you know you may be cheating, but it's not going to get you very far. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Um, do you have um, do you have any sort of hobbies or anything you do besides comics? I know you're a big um, you're a big football fan, aren't you? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I follow Leeds United, even though I live in Cambridge. Um, so I only get up sort of four or five times a season. But I did used to live in Leeds, so um, I lived there for five or six years. So um, yeah, got lots of lots of mates up there as well. So there's there's a two good reasons to go up uh, quite nice. regularly. <laughs> are you um were you a, a big football fan from when you were a kid? I, I like I never followed football. All my family were football folk. I've, I've never really followed football at all. So I've never really got it I'm, I'm always looking for the the understanding within football within people kind of thing yeah i, I kind of just yeah I fell, I fell in love with it and then but it wasn't until later on i didn't grow up 
loving football. I mean, I remember playing a bit of football when I was sort of uh, four or five, and then not really, you know, sort of going going off it, I guess, a bit, and then getting back into it in my sort of early teens, and then becoming an obsessive and wanting to know everything, and um, you know, <laughs> just buying all the magazines, reading all the books, and then yeah, just became absolutely obsessed with it. Um, for some reason, yeah, just just it just grabbed me. Yeah, I, I think there's. Um, there's a certain amount of tribalism that that that, that keeps you hooked yeah. in football. I think yeah, you can see that with um, lots of other areas of life as well. But I think yeah, feeling part of a, a of a bigger um, group, I guess, and that that sense of the identity it gives you, and sense of sort of kinship it gives you, I think is really attractive to to a lot of people. I can certainly see how that we you know when you're in, especially when you're in the football crowd with lots of like-minded people, it, it you know it gives you. I think it must set off the endorphins. I think something. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, going back evolutionarily to, to being in a tribe, you know, and feeling part of something. Yeah, I was going to say it'd be like um, it's almost like pack mentality sort of thing. You yeah, found exactly, you found yeah. your people. I guess it's yeah, the same. Yeah, I think we're to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the same at a comic con when you go around and they talk, talk to other people who are who are selling behind tables and stuff, and then that feels like like you're all a big team as well, and I think now you know. You feel sort of a kinship with those guys too. That's very true. That is very true. Right enough, it's it's funny because. I always have that conversation with someone about like football. I'm like, oh, I don't get it, blah blah blah. But it always gets thrown back in my face. Of like, well, what about you in comics? And I'm like, eh. <laughs> it's like oh, I have no comeback to this. They're, they're right. They're right. <laughs> but hey ho. Well, if um, if you don't mind, sir, I'm going to ask you some of these uh, random questions that I've got noted down. I've got. I've now got a whole book just filled with off-topic, random bits and bobs, just to kind of get to know yourself a bit better, if that's okay. You should get, get in touch with Aaron, get in there, see if you can publish it through First Part. <laughs> Do you know what? It is, it's getting to a scary level with this book, and literally just looking at it now, like, I, I think I could... I could go head to head with Richard Heron on, like, his, his random questions book. I'd like Definitely. to see that. It'd be mental. Um, but yeah... Uh, one thing I was going to say, we have a uh, a thing in common, obviously, mm-hmm. with our uh, our first names. Absolutely, yeah. Um, did you? This is going to sound really strange, but did you meet a lot of Toms growing up? Uh, yeah, I did actually. Yeah, I knew a lot of Toms. <laughs> yeah, in my school, I think I was friends with three or four at primary school, and there was yeah, there seemed to be to be quite a lot of them. Did did you? No, not at all. This is the oh, really? odd thing. Yeah, I think. See, when I was thinking back to it, I think there must have only been about two, two Thomases, uh, at even my secondary school. Um, really? Yeah, that it was just ridiculous. Like it wasn't until I got into about my late teens, early twenties, that I started to meet other people that were called Tom or Thomas. I knew it was a common name. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I, it was literally, it was, it was like late teens, yeah, late teens, early twenties before I started meeting any other Toms. And then you come yeah. to comics, yeah, and there's like yourself, there's me, there's Tom Curry, there's Tom Ward. You know what I mean? Like all these folk, and you're just like, oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is. You realise how common it must. Be. Are you a Thomas? Yes, I'm a Thomas. Me? Yes. Have you ever been a Thomas? Like, you know, have you ever wanted to be called that? Uh, uh, no. Not at all. Um, I've always disliked Yeah. I think as as I've got older, I've become... I think I've I've, I've eased into the idea if somebody wanted to call me Thomas, then they could. Yeah. Um, I grew up... I I grew up Tommy, which now just irritates the life out of me. (laughs) Um, I think it just irritates me more because the more I got older, people used to just 
say stuff like rock on Tommy and uh, quote, <laughs> quote the who and I'd just be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I can see how that might get annoying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I grew up when the Rugrats were big as well, so Tommy wasn't, uh, yeah. wasn't something I really wanted to be called because it was like, yeah, that would count by that. Well, yeah, we must be roughly around the same age-ish. I would have thought if you grew up with Rugrats. Yeah, yeah, how old are you? Uh, well, I'm just 30. Yeah, that we are definitely the the same the same age. I'm not yeah. I'm definitely not much older than that. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. A little bit older than that. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. No, it's, it's the same kind of decade. It's fine. That's that's, oh, yeah. that's the only way you look at it. I'm 38. <laughs> oh yeah. God, it's only it's only a few years, mate. That's it. <laughs> um, where did you where did you grow up, Tom? I grew I grew up in Cambridge, which is now very near where I live now as well. So I've sort of um, you know, come home a little bit with the big detour via Leeds, right? Um, yeah, so that's yeah. That's what I was born and born and bred. Um, I was born literally in Cambridge. Moved to a little town called Saint Neots, which is where my parents were. Um, lived there till I was nineteen. Then uh, took a pilgrimage up north, and then um, yeah, spent about six years up in Leeds. I came uh, back down to Cambridge to to sort of settle down, have the kids, and uh, that's where we are now. Oh, nice, nice one. Let's say. Wait, were you? Uh, are you still where you were? Yeah, you were? yeah. God, I'm. I'm Dundee, born and bred. Um, Dundee, right. Yeah, yeah. A little, um, a little sort of offset bit of Dundee called Brotty Ferry, and uh, it's like a wee sort of seaside town just outside of just. Well, it's still part of Dundee, but it's, it's yeah. sort of just just verging into the sort of Angus area of uh, of Scotland. And, uh, um, right. Yeah, just lived like two minutes around the corner from the beach most of my days, and oh, beautiful! Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, it was it was, it was really nice in in retrospect, but at the time it was a shithole. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> but hey ho. Um, so, did would you, are your family and if going back to football, your family Dundee or Dundee United? Dundee United. Ah, oh, right. Okay. If I, if I as much as breathe any bit of Dundee to my family, it was like ah, death. <laughs> Um, so you can't say Dundee without quickly saying United. Up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, my uh, my family had um, they all had season tickets their entire life and stuff, yeah. and and they had like their own dedicated seats and all that kind of stuff. So oh, yeah. yeah, so they were uh, they've they've been Dundee United through too. I'm pretty sure my uncle still goes regularly. Like it's it's ridiculous, um, but. I just can't shake the uh, the orange and black colours. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, taking a, a a slight detour, slightly off topic, um, do you prefer the smell of fresh wooden furniture or fresh bread? <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're both up there, aren't they? They're both wonderful. Sm- you can't beat fresh bread, though, can you? Oh, I uh, <laughs> I kind of struggle with this one. To be fair. I, yeah, I put yeah, I put this one down and good. then thought if I have to answer this one I'm going to go insane so I'll let Tom answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I tell you who'd be a good person to ask, a, a fellow Scott Neil Slorence. Do you know Neil? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. He, he makes a lot of bread. Uh, he does a lot, a lot, lot of lot of baking. So I think his his bread creations are amazing. I think you should talk to him about that. Oh, that's a good show. That's a good show. Actually, I always forget he bakes. He bakes. A good-looking loaf. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and he's and he's one of the nicest men you'll ever meet in your life as well. Yeah, Neil is a, a really nice <laughs> dude. Yeah, he is. Um, oh, fa- favorite kind of bread then? Oh, favorite kind of bread. 
I am very partial to a bagel, I have to say. It's I, I do always hanker after a bagel, especially with, with the more seeds, the better. Poppy seeds, sesame seeds, nice. those sort of things. To- yeah. Toast that up and there isn't much that can beat that, I don't think. <laughs> Bagels, bagels are a big one in our household as well. So yeah, definitely get that. It's also because they are vegan, so that's always good for us. Ah, <laughs> uh, right, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something I never actually thought about until recently, and we were waiting to go yeah. buy some, and I sort of picked up and went, "Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome." Yeah. Are you a plants in a home or not kind of guy? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sitting in. We, we moved house about five weeks ago, and I'm sitting in my little office. And I can see three plants in here already, even though there's there's still boxes around me of, of my stock and my comics and my books and stuff. But there is, yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> there's definitely three plants here in this nice. room with me. So, yeah, very much so. Very much well, well, sort of subscribe to the uh, bringing the outdoors in. Nice. And having that sort of natural surrounding out. I'm a yeah, big fan of that. Good. Um, is that, is that, so that is yourself that mainly goes and buys plants, not the other half that... Yeah, well, she buys them for me as well, which is nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you, uh, off the top of your head, name the plants that are in the room with you? Uh, do you know what? I was just trying to think what this one behind me is called. Yeah, that's a calathea, which Ooh. is a really nice... got a big, dark green leaf with kind of pink, thin stripes on it. It's a beautiful plant. Oh, wow. Really, really nice one. And then there's a couple of different-looking uh, cacti on the, uh, on the windowsill behind me. Always um, a good choice. Sort of spindly one, and then one's a uh, sort of more fat-leafed round one. <laughs> <laughs> bet, you didn't think, bet you didn't think you were going to be discussing plants at this time Absolutely of night. On a... no. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, then. Have you ever had any operations in your lifetime? No, I've been incredibly fortunate um, <sighs> to, to get away with this. Never really spent any time in hospital for my own. Illness Never never broken a bone at all No, never broken Not a serious one, I've broken a few toes a few times And that sort of stuff, a few stress fractures From playing football But um, yeah, no, thankfully I've never uh, Yeah, never have actually If I come down with something now that I'm going to blame you (laughs) (laughs) I'm just jinxing it off the top By asking the (laughs) question, that's it I always always worry if I ask something like that of somebody and it does actually happen, I'll be like, oh, damn it. (laughs) It's going to be the podcast curse. Yeah, straight away. Um, I am waiting for something like that to come up, though. Me to say something and then them to be like, well, thanks very much. I got in an accident the other day or something. (laughs) You'll be the first to know if it does, mate. (laughs) Thanks. I don't know if I should be scared of that or not. what would you say your uh, favourite everyday item is to use? Ooh. An everyday item. That's a tough one. What is a, what's a really satisfying implement? I know, it's going to be too cliche if I say a pen or a pencil, isn't it? Because it's that's, uh, no, cause not the necessarily. The thing. Not necessarily, man. That's... There is a very, very satisfying feeling of, of just getting pencil on paper. I have to yeah. say, there's a, that that grain. There's nothing like it. It's um, that that is. Uh, yeah, I feel I feel at home when that happens. So yeah, it probably would be. I know it's a bit of a corny answer, but that would be the, the probably the truest answer <laughs> I could give it to me. <laughs> is that a is it a standard wooden pencil for you or a mechanical? 
I, I can go either. Actually, I've been using more of the mechanical pencil there recently. Um, I think it, it, I think because I've been setting out uh, a more of a long form comic, right. uh, I find it easier to um, to put it, put it into actual panels when they've got a slightly you know, sort of smaller nib. Yeah, is it, is, it, is it a nib on a pencil? It's not, is it? Um, uh, well, lead, I would say. Lead, yeah. yeah. When you've got a, a narrower nib, uh, I'm nib again, lead uh, <laughs> on the pencil to, uh, to to work with, you know, you, you might have to do some, some smaller stuff or more detailed stuff with um, inside smaller panels. So, um, yeah, mechanical ones definitely more recently. Yeah, yeah, I'm much I'm much the same actually. Even just for randomly, just for sketching, I think I yeah. actually quite prefer a mechanical pencil. Don't be, don't be wrong. I've been using pencils for years, but yeah. for some odd reason, there's just something quite satisfying about that click. On the top yes, of the mechanical there is, pencil, yeah. and that very, very precise point that you're getting down there without hitting it. And then you don't, if you're not doing shading and that sort of stuff, you don't really need that. You know, the the, the wider angle that that sort of pencil lead will give you. No, exactly, exactly. Um, what makes you the most excited in life? Ooh, I'm asking, I'm asking the heady questions, man. The heady questions. <laughs> really good question. When do I get really excited? Uh, I mean, the football. That's it. Going back to that, watching the game, actually being at the game, seeing, seeing the girls going live at the game, doesn't happen as often as I'd like it to. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing. That that would be my sort of cliched bloke's answer along that front. But also, I mean, again, I've got a bloke's answer. I've got a corny answer, which would be um, spending time with my kids and looking forward to like a like a family holiday. I get stupidly childlike excited about going away with the family. <laughs> That's good, man. That's good. What what kind of what kind of holidays do you guys prefer? Do you prefer going abroad, or do you prefer like a sort of local caravan, sort of holiday home kind of thing? We've done a mix actually, but yeah, more recently because we've been moving house, we haven't had to haven't had the time or the money to um, to sort of commit to a, to an abroad holiday. So we've been doing a little bit more sort of just, just short trips to the seaside and that sort of thing, which are, which that's are really good. really fun. Yeah, that's yeah good. We're, we're blessed with some brilliant coasts, and um, certainly certainly down here across sort of Norfolk Way and. Um, I know one of the um, one of the next trips we'll do is definitely a trip up um, up to your country, mate, to do the, uh, <laughs> to do some of the the beautiful scenery over there. I think that, that that's definitely on the cards. My my wife's family's um, they're all Scottish, so there's uh, we've got we've got relatives up there to go and visit as well. All Taking right. the kids up there, you know, it's a it's a real ambition. Oh, that's good. Whereabouts in Scotland, if you don't mind me asking? They're in Edinburgh, actually. Yeah. All right. Okay. All, all pretty much in there, but I think yeah, we would do a whole trip and do you know take in some um, some some wild scenery and maybe some beaches too. Well, there's uh, plenty of uh, glens to go roaming and gloaming in and up here, definitely. Fantastic! Yeah, you have to give me some tips. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll I'll try my best. They might be slightly north of Edinburgh, but you'll be able to get there about <laughs> a good two or three hour drive. But you know, <laughs> they're easy enough to find. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, we'll hop on the train. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> Um, on the flip side, what can enrage you at the drop of a hat? Ooh. Uh, ooh. Yeah, that's a good question. I really, yeah. Hmm, what really pushes my buttons? People being really, people being selfish. So it's anything like pushing in or cutting people up in the car, that sort of stuff. People, oh. people putting themselves first or thinking that they need to buy it, be a priority. You know, thinking yeah. I don't have to do what everyone else is doing that really really gets me enraged i don't get angry very often but that yeah that's a really good reliable thing to get to get me really <laughs> i was gonna say from from the way you are on 
online and from hearing yourself in different interviews and hearing yourself just now, I can't ever imagine you getting angry, Tom, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Not in the slightest. I said that and then I thought, it's going to be nothing. It's (laughs) good. I thought you'd been like, nothing, just everything's great. It's fine. Um, well, I'm pleased you think that. That's really nice. <laughs> no, it does happen. It isn't. It isn't a common occurrence, I have to say. No, I, uh, I do. I do very much agree with you on that, though, mate. I uh, I spend a large majority of my time on the roads, and uh, yeah, people being very selfish in their cars is is a is a big one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. It's just something in me that it really, it really, really you know, pushes that button. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. I want to uh, explore something a second rear. What mm. um, what movies? Are you a movie guy? I am and I'm not. I I, <laughs> I used to have this real um, thing about going to the cinema where okay. I'd sit and watch a film, and then people would be chatting or using their phones or you know, eating loudly and that sort of stuff and it really that that got me to a point where i thought i just can enjoy things at home. i can't enjoy this anymore so i stopped going so right. i kind of regret now because I'm, I'm, <laughs> i feel like i've missed out on quite a lot. <laughs> um but yeah i, I think yeah, and everybody's uh, everybody's a film a film person to a certain extent and it's just different uh, different things for different people isn't it but yeah oh, go yeah. on please go on um i was just going to say what movies did you used to think were amazing but now, kind of question whether you like them or not. Ooh. Hmm. What I think was amazing. Not necessarily that you would dislike them, but just maybe that you you know you've maybe seen them recently and thought that eh, wasn't maybe as good as I thought. But because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's plenty that you could say I just straight up I don't like that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's. That's a really interesting question because I think yeah, it's um, it's one of those things where, where you you look back on on how things work. I think I'd probably go with. I used to really find the Austin Powers films very very funny. Yes, and I think the first one and maybe the second one do stand up, but after that, it's just so silly and it, it's. I think it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's very good. Yeah. But at the time, I thought it was hilarious. I think. Um... I think they were kind of the instigators for your likes of your anchormans and stuff like that that then yeah, came along. Yeah. But because we've had so many of them now, it's like, mm, it's yeah, just a bit I, too I know much. exactly what you mean. It's kind of been overdone, isn't it? Yeah. But then Mike, Mike Myers is kind of the, the king of that, to be fair. I mean, he did Wayne's yeah. World and everything as well. You know what I mean? And, he's been so versatile, isn't he, with, you know, with Shrek and everything. And, you know, he's, he's done a lot of good stuff as well as a lot of um, stuff that hasn't aged well, shall we say. Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> That's putting it politely, definitely. <laughs> um, what would you say if you were if you were going to be sitting down for a night and uh, watching something, just kind of throwing anything on? What would be your kind of first choice, movie wise? Movie wise, yes, I was just going to say. Obviously, with uh, with having the Netflix and that sort of stuff now, yeah. and the Prime stuff, you know, you've got um, loads of good TV, which is which is fantastic. You know, I mean, that's 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 revolutionary, but. Um, Movie wise, I'd normally I'd normally go for something funny. Uh, if there's a Wes Anderson I haven't seen, I'll uh, I'll gravitate towards that. Yes, um, I did like. Uh, I do like. I, was say, <laughs> I, 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 I do like Woody Allen films, but I have the thing where separating the artist from the art yes. is kind of spoiling it for me a little bit. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if it's okay to like the products that these people <sighs> have. 
done questionable things. That, <laughs> that's he, it's a very sort of um, yeah, that's a whole controversial topic, isn't it? Yeah, that's a whole thing in itself. Um, it's an odd one because I I used to really like Woody Allen films as well. I um, yeah. I used to. I used to love Five Hundred Days of Summer, and then I watched, yeah. and then I watched Annie Hall, and went, "This is the same film." Yes, um, and <laughs> You're then so right. And Annie Hall is such a wonderful, beautiful film. Yeah, and then I, I remember thinking to myself, "God, you know, I, I wish I'd watched Annie Hall first, And then I went back and watched a bunch of Woody Allen films, and it wasn't until after that I then found out all the stuff. I went, yeah. "Oh." Jeez, and then it just it kills it from there. You're kind of like, ah, it does, yeah. You can't enjoy them the same, can you? No, there's always a something there. Yeah, yeah. It goes, <clears throat> it's good. We could sit and chat about that probably for a lengthy amount of time because unfortunately there's a long history of um, different influential folks that have got a bad history of some sort. Um, unfortunately, so yeah. yeah, yeah. I was um, I was looking at backing on Kickstarter. There was um. Uh, I can't remember what the guy's name is now, but he was the creator of Earthworm Jim. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I was going to back it, and I was looking at ourselves, sort of talking about it on Twitter, saying, oh, the poacher's a bit high, not sure I can justify buying this and getting it shipped over. And someone came up and said, oh, by the way, the guy who's behind this, he's a massive transphobe, and he's yeah. got some horrible views. He think, okay, yeah, I won't back your project. That's good. There's <laughs> no reason not to. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the whole argument of, like... Um... What like if the if they created that thing, what was actually going through the head at the time of creating it? Was it just that, or were they yeah. then? Was there parallels that you can draw with that between their actual creation and like the hate speak and stuff like that? And you're like, oh god, yeah. it's just because even stuff that you know, the stuff that we grew up with, like you know, you know, in the in the nineties, which is which is good stuff, and it's a bit you know. They, Society moves on. You know, yep. if, you, if you watch even quite innocent things like Friends, you know yep. it's it's quite homophobic in places. It's it's quite sexist in places. You know, yeah. you think actually that that's not right anymore. You can't, you know, that, that that's those those jokes aren't funny. No, you know, that, in that sense, and that is one of the legendary things, isn't it? It's a legendary program, one of the you know greatest sitcoms ever made. You know, yep. so it's, yeah, it's yeah, totally. some of the things that aren't appropriate now. It's funny. We were watching something the other day. I can't remember. I can't remember what it was, and it wasn't even really that old. It was only, it must, it, it must have literally only been like eight or nine years old, um, yeah. so not no time at all. And yet, they, the, some of the stuff they were coming away with in the script, we were like, "Whoa, this is, this is a bit above the like below the pale." You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it, was, it was just odd. I can't remember what it was, but it was you know like you were saying, it was just homophobic and it was all a bit kind of sexist and stuff. And we we're like, oh. This is a bit ridiculous, and it's crazy yeah. to think that we've come on quite a a bit in only like eight or nine years. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. But then there's joyous things that you know on on the other side of that. Not to just take take the negative view, but no, no, no. Um, I'm a massive fan of Queer Eye. Have you ever see, uh, seen that? No, I've not actually. The new series, the reboot of it, is absolutely wonderful. It, it celebrates people and love and empathy and nice. understanding, and it's it's just wonderful. It's a, it's a real joy to watch, and uh, yeah, it's it, it's a it's a tearjerker in the best of ways. And uh, right. yeah, do look it up. It's on uh, Netflix. Well, it it comes up on my recommended quite a lot, and I always used to think, why is this coming up on my recommended? Yeah, no, you'll love it. It's really really good. You fall in love with the guys that are doing it, and they just turn people's lives around to a you know, really, you know, in situations where they find themselves hopeless or they've got such a really low sort of self-esteem and that sort of stuff. And it, right. oh, it's, it's absolutely beautiful seeing the transformations. I love it. That's good. That's good. Do you do you watch a lot of stuff kind of like that, or is that kind of is that just been an off an off one that you've kind of discovered? 
I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, I suppose it's um, it, it's it's a show that's got you know elements of things like makeover and that sort of stuff, which yeah. I'm not <laughs> not watching a lot of that. Sort of stuff, <laughs> but it's it's really life affirming and, and 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 lovely from that point of view. Which oh, yeah, that's that's more the sort of thing that I, that I would seek out. But yeah, when I'm sitting down sort of a Friday or Saturday night because I'm so exciting at 38 years old and <laughs> to children, that's the highlight of my life. A nice IPA and some Netflix. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we do. We look at things like that. And then, but we can also watch things like The Boys. Okay. Know, brilliant sort of funny superheroes kind of, kind of, um, kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there, there are a lot real real range of different things, but TV is is just such high quality at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and there's so much of it as well that you don't have to be tied to watching one just yeah. one thing. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. People, I, I've heard a lot of people complain about um, the fact that there's so much now that you know they can't keep up, blah blah blah, and it's it's like you don't have to keep up. You don't have to be watching everything. You just pick yeah. what works for you and you watch that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, we, we we made a conscious decision a couple of times. We've gone right. Game of Thrones. These episodes are a bit long, but it looks good. We're going to save it when we've got more time. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like that. So I'll just bookmark it in my mind, and we'll watch it in a few years' time. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. But, yeah. You know, these things aren't going away, are they? No. Exactly. But that's the thing. That none of these things are going to go anywhere. And if it if it does, if by some miracle, um, things do end up going the way of you know the, the stuff comes offline and it goes back mm. to being more physical or whatever it's not like they're going to stop making the stuff physically is it they're, they're still yeah. going to make it you know what i mean you can get near it's enough a, anything on ebay or amazon these days yeah <laughs> or youtube a lot of the stuff's on there yeah yeah exactly i saw somebody speaking about a an irish film or something the other day and uh, they couldn't get it anywhere and somebody just said youtube and it was like two minutes later like oh god it full version the- cheers you know what i mean jeez <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. You know, it's just it's just insane. Um, just stepping back quickly there, actually, I just heard you saying a good IPA. Are you are you a, a beer guy? Do you like? Uh, do you enjoy your beers? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, very much. Yeah, that's just, yeah. I like I love trying the you know, new new stuff, craft stuff, that sort of thing. And yeah, I'm one of those people that people take the piss out of for, uh, <laughs> for really enjoying different types of beers with grapefruit in them and that sort of stuff. Nice, 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 nice. Um, what's uh, what's your favourite kind of beer? Oh, favorite craft um, it's tough. I mean, I really like um, I like the Adnam stuff from um, from South Wales. That's that's okay. really some some really nice stuff there. The Mosaic's probably my favorite one of those. Nice. Um, really light sort of um, fruit, citrusy, fruity IPA. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that might be my number one. I really like another one called uh, Neck Oil from a brewery called Beaver Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beaver Town's good. That's fantastic stuff. How about you? Are you into your beers? Um, I was for a very long time i've actually i'm trying to do at least one year of not drinking alcohol to see if it makes any difference um yeah yeah i'm gonna give it a shot um are you doing it now yeah i've made it i've made it i think about i think about seven or eight months something like that i think so far um i'm drinking like i'm drinking non-alcoholic stuff still because i enjoy the taste of beer but i don't like the fact of the effect it has on you sometimes yeah. Um, I get I get the the whole lightweight thing of I can have one beer and then wake up the next day going oh god <laughs> I'm feeling awful so um, but I'm giving it a shot to see if it makes any difference so far well so far to be honest it hasn't actually made any difference whatsoever to every day sort of things yeah. or the weekends or that but, but we'll wait and see you never know the year the year point might kick in and it'll just suddenly be like oh I feel amazing you know. <laughs> 
Have you had the Adnams Ghost Ship? The, the, they, they do a, uh, a, a 0 percent, or it might be a 0.5 percenter. That's really one of the best lower oh, alcohol beers I've ever had. Possibly. Oh, uh, the... With a ship on the yes, on the bottle, right. yeah, 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 I have, yeah, that is really nice. That is really, yeah, really nice. The um, what I was, what I've been enjoying recently has been um, Erdinger's uh, alcohol-free stuff. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Is that good? Oh, that's really good. That's that is honestly yeah. like you're just having a a good old craft ale, but it's you know it's zero point five. You know, it's amazing. Oh wow! Really nice. Really good chilled as well. Um, yeah. but quite a lot of sediment in it, so you need to make sure it's it's sitting nice and upright. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> don't um, do it down to the last drink. No, I've I've made that mistake before. I've uh, I've poured it all out and then sort of taken a big swig and went, oh god, <laughs> there's a horrible powdery mouthful. Yeah, it? yeah, exactly. No, but when I was um when I was having beer, um, I very much enjoyed uh, Beaver Town and yeah, that's pretty. Very much enjoyed a. Have you ever had um, Scottish brewery at Drygate? Um, no, I don't know that. No, it's Glasgow brewery Drygate. They do um, they do a, a really nice rye ale. Um, it's absolutely lovely. Just oh, That's it's so good. so good. And they've got a good lager as well. Actually, a, a bareface. It's called bareface lager. But they've got nice. No. They've got nice visuals on their uh, on their cans and their their uh, labels and stuff as well. Really good. Um, Excellent. I've, I've written that down. I'm going to get some of that. <laughs> the, it's funny. Um, just as I was starting to give the get sort of give up the the beer, um, done uh, the Dundee Brewery seventy seven Bruin actually then released a whole range of different stuff, and I'm like, oh <laughs> god damn it! Which I was really I was really enjoying their lager beforehand. So then for them to yeah. suddenly put out loads of ales and everything, I'm like, oh god shit! So. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping after this year they don't suddenly pull a load of them, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> they will, just on your 364th day, they'll do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, fuck, God. Um, and then everything will get pulled off Netflix. And <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm already set up for that, man. My, uh, my, my DVD collection is still still big, it's fine. It's good, fine. Good. Yeah, I just don't know what to do with mine. Like I said, we brought them with me in the mood, with the DVDs and CDs, and I just think, what am I going to do with these? Yeah. <laughs> I like, literally don't look at them anymore. They're not worth anything. What do you do with them? <laughs> well, we, I did give a lot of mine away. Um, yeah. And then, I don't know what happened. I think it was because of iTunes going down recently and there was a whole host of people that just lost like a ton of their films. Oh, right. And I suddenly got the fear of like, what if they did that with a lot of streaming stuff? And then just went, right, that's it. I'm going to start getting all my DVDs back. <laughs> But I'm like I'm I'm being very specific, so it's like only ones that I'm gonna watch again kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um but yeah, I did pile through a lot of my stuff and just kinda of give it away to charity and stuff. You can't there's you can't do anything with it. You know what I mean? You're not gonna no. sell them or anything, so but hey ho. <laughs> it's one of one of those things. One of those things you'd be lim- lumbered with until the day you die. Just a bunch Absolutely. of bloody DVDs yeah, yeah, and these bits of plastic. I've got so many things like Brit pop singles. I've got so many Oasis singles and I've got a few Blur singles. And that sort of stuff. You think they're probably worth some money? You look on eBay and they yeah they're like worth maybe like five quid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no bother to sell this. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> do you uh, do you have any tattoos, dude? I do. I have a couple. Yeah. Mm. I have um, some Chinese symbols on my back because okay. um, when I was at uni, um, I had a friend who was from Hong Kong 
and she used to write my name and I was like that looks cool when I was 19 <laughs> stupid so I popped <laughs> down to Rob's tattoo parlor and, and got that done on the day nice and uh, I don't regret it it's, it's fine it's uh, yeah, it's a product of who I was then yeah totally. and then I didn't get another one until I was 30 my 30th birthday my wife put me in um to, to a tattoo studio in Manchester we went up there oh nice um and I got this, uh, this, you know, this, this sort of round uh, symbol. It used to be, a, it used to be one of uh, like an Elvis trademark. It says faith, spirit, and discipline, and it's got a sort of lightning bolt going through it and some stars around it and that sort of thing. Because that's uh-huh. always, uh, always meant a lot to me. So yeah, I got that on my shoulder. So, oh, awesome. so I still love that one. That's really good. That's How about really yourself? Good. I, I've got quite a few. Yeah, I've Maybe. got quite a few. I really like tattoos. Um, I've not got loads, but I've got. Um, Two on my wrists. Well, actually, three on my wrists. Um, one on my knee, a couple on my... Well, one on my calf, sorry. A couple down at the bottom near my ankle. One on my back. Uh, a couple on, up on my shoulders. There's loads of different ones. Um, what, what sort of things have you got? Uh, I've got Billy Connolly on my right-hand shoulder. Oh, cool. Um, he's actually need, he's needing a bit he's needing a bit updated because he's only an outline and a and a purple beard at the minute. But I, I was going like, to ask if the beard was purple. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, it was actually that was actually the idea of the tattoo artist at the time. He went, "Oh, you want me to chuck a bit of purple through?" I said, "Yeah, sure thing." Yeah. And uh, yes, yeah, awesome. so, but now that he's got the purple beard, I'm looking at like he could do with a bit of updating a wee bit of colour about him um, <laughs> I'd love to get a bunch of like Scottish flowers around him and stuff as well I think it'd be good yeah. but, um, I've got a I've got a band logo on my other arm uh, a death cab rowing boat oh yeah um, I've got a microphone with some headphones over it like a little podcast logo on the back <laughs> of my back of my arm <laughs> excellent um <laughs> Yeah, just a couple of different things. I've got a zombie on my back, um, okay. but she's just in bits. Like she needed updated <laughs> ages ago. Um, she was she was actually a cover up because I got a really bad pinup girl done, and it just it healed really oh, badly no. and everything, and it just didn't look yeah. good. Um, so the other guy uh, turned it into a zombie, and then I never went back to go and get it updated, and so it just kind of looks faded and a bit shit now, but. <laughs> It's fine. I'll, pro- I'll probably get it one day, I guess. Yeah, you should, absolutely. I just, you... uh, I just designed a tattoo for somebody. The very first time I've ever done it. Somebody oh, nice. asked me and said, yeah, I really love your style. Will you draw my dogs um, for me oh. for a tattoo in your style? I was like, yeah, I'd absolutely love to. It's really exciting. So oh, it's that's amazing. Down, so. That's really, really yeah, good. I'm so excited to see it. It'll be, uh, yeah, be, a, be a, a real first for me. What kind of, what kind of dogs was it? Uh, I don't know the breed. They were right. beautiful. So <laughs> really <laughs> lovely. <laughs> Are you no, a... actually, I should have really got the breed now. But nice. Was, uh, yeah, they were absolutely lovely. Yeah, there was one lo- the lovely yeah, sort of um, uh, black one with sort of um, a bit of grey around the muzzle who was obviously oh. the older dog. And then yeah. the younger sort of pup who was sort of brown and white. And so I drew them sort of one looking at the other one, looking up to them, the younger one looking up to the sort of older one <laughs> with oh. his tongue out sort of excitedly. And uh, the other, the older one being sort of more statesman-like and calm. So, <laughs> that was oh. really fun to do. That's brilliant. That's uh, God, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm waiting for someone to get their first Captain Fishbeard tattoo. <laughs> oh, it, it'll happen, man. It'll happen. Just you wait. <laughs> It'll happen. Um, actually, on that on that note with uh, dogs, are you a cat or a dog man? Oh, definitely dogs. De- nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we uh, we lost our our 
our family friend um, just a few months back. Um, but yeah, he was uh, he, he was getting on. He was 14, 15 years old. He was a big oh, wow. old English sheepdog. So the old Dulux dog. Oh, and uh, yeah, so he was he was he was a big lumbering friend for for a very long time. Um, so yeah, and I've got yeah, I had dogs a little bit growing up as well. So oh, yeah, very much. I like cats as well. Though I'm not. Um, I'm not sort of vehement again on one side against the other. <laughs> Brown, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll pick it up and give it a stroke as well. <laughs> good. good. That's uh, that's always a good thing. Uh, the amount of people that I say dog or a cat person, they go, cats, dogs are assholes. Or they'll say, like, <laughs> uh, dogs, cats are evil or whatever. I'm like, oh, calm down. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> like, animals are amazing, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I did get scratched in the face by a big cat called Dennis once. That wasn't pleasant, but it didn't put me off him. No, no. Uh, <laughs> you've got to kind of expect that with cats. Sometimes they can be a wee bit kind of like, ah, get away from me. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like people. <laughs> yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what kind? Of, this is a bit random, but what kind of um, posters did you have up in your room when you were growing up? That's a really good question. I was obsessed with covering my walls with posters. <laughs> Same here. Anything man. I could find, get my hands on. I had a lot of Garfield posters. Oh, nice. I really liked Garfield growing up. And then I, had, I remember having uh, Ninja Turtles posters. Um, what else? Like lots of Warner Brothers characters. I had a Tasmanian devil up there as well. Oh, amazing. Lots of that. So it was mostly just cartoon characters, really. <laughs> <laughs> Until it evolved into football players, it was all sort of cartoons and that sort of stuff. Right, okay. Oh, so the te- the teen years changed it into all the football players and that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any um? <laughs> do you have any band photos? No, and yeah, I don't think I did until until a bit later on, maybe. And then yeah, I remember having some Beatles posters and an Elvis poster and um, you know, Oasis that sort of stuff. You know, during the during the nineties, and then yeah, being a student and that sort of stuff. <laughs> That's good, man. Um, you you sound like you're very much into your uh, sort of rock and roll. Yeah, that's the, yeah probably my uh, my genre. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, but yeah, I, I listen to um, you know on, the, on regular is 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 more sort of um, what I put on. So yeah, there, there was a, definitely a Beatles influence of Bowie. I listen to a lot of, lot of Bowie still. Nice. But then there's uh, you know then I think you know, everyone's got an eclectic taste. But then yeah, I'll stick on a you know Twenty One Pilots album, which is a completely different. <laughs> Even genre just, and then just about the afterwards, you know that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's good. All, all sorts really. I'm uh, quite open minded. Oh, that's good, man. That's good. Are um, you into your metal? Is that your your I, scene? I, I I listen to absolutely everything, and when I oh, cool. I'm, I'm one of those very few folk that when I say everything, I genuinely mean everything. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think the only thing that I don't listen to is reggae. Um, and that's a... <laughs> no, I like a bit of reggae. I definitely <clears throat> have that in my collection. Yeah. I I love a bit of reggae <laughs> elements within stuff because obviously yeah. you wouldn't have madness without reggae. Oh, it's a bit of scar, of course. Yep. It's heavily influenced. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, there's <clears throat> uh, Prince Buster and stuff like that as well. That obviously yeah. influenced um, madness. So I, you know, I appreciate reggae for what it's done, but I just I can't put up with it. I mean, a, a day a day down at Camden Market Market for me is 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 sometimes a wee bit of a nightmare. I love going around all the shops, but there's only so much reggae I can handle, and I'm like, oh god, I need to get out of here. <laughs> My wife's a bit like that actually. Yeah, so. yeah. I, uh... yeah, I've got yeah, I've got you know, a nice compilation. I think it was the Trojan Records compilation, which is a really good um, mix of some reggae stuff, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's good fun. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Don't get me wrong; it's great. Like, like I say, you you wouldn't be able to get to a lot of musical influences if you didn't have it. But oof, it's just. <laughs> oh, I think I, I, I'm always under the impression once you've heard one reggae song, I think you've heard pretty much all of them. But <laughs> <laughs> I can get what you mean with that. <laughs> um, but no, I'll uh, I'll sit. No, I'll sit and listen to. Classic FM, and then shove on Radio Two, and then two, yeah, min- yeah, two minutes sorry. later be listening to a bit of I don't know, God, a bit of a bit of metal every now and then. Do you know, I was more into my metal when I was a teenager. Now that I've grown yeah. up, I can only listen to it if the mood kind of takes me. But I, I, I still follow the bands. You know what I mean? I still yeah. follow all the ones that I followed as I've grown up. But I don't actively go seeking out new stuff for anything. You know. Yeah, I think that that yeah, that's a, that's a good way to be. Occasionally, I'll you know I'll stick sort of six music on in the car just you know the, the, when I'm going to or from work, and occasionally you just pick up a new song and you go, I like this. I don't care who's yeah. buying, and I'll just get it. You add to the collection, and it's good. Yeah, totally. What would you say was your most memorable birthday present? Ooh, I told you they were random questions, man. They are <laughs> <laughs> taking me everywhere. Most memorable birthday present. Hmm. It could be getting a. I think it is. It's it's, it's getting a bike. And my nice. first proper sort of mountain bike from having sort of hand me downs and uh, sort of you know dodgy bikes that were really hard to ride, and then sort of getting my first. It was a fluorescent pink and black. Oh, amazing! Bike. Anyway, <laughs> I absolutely adored it. It was amazing. I, I rode it and rode it and rode it. Yeah, I couldn't have been more happy with it. It was. <laughs> it's a real. Yeah, a real. A real. Uh, milestone in my childhood getting that bike <laughs> but it was at the time where sort of neon colors were massively in and everyone was was wearing sort of fluorescent pinks and greens and that sort of stuff and yep. when i told my parents i wanted a pink bike they were like are you sure <laughs> <laughs> i must say but yeah i absolutely loved it yeah it's it, it harkens to the old uh, the 90s shell suits definitely yeah absolutely that yeah that's sort of vibe <laughs> Are you a uh, are you a crisps or a biscuit kind of guy? Oh, crisps! Yeah, yeah favorite favorite crisp. Savory side of things. Yeah, favorite crisp. Oh, Seabrook crisps. Oh, amazing! Yeah, yeah, Seabrook crisps, and then any flavor. To be honest, the the sole video, the prawn cocktail, they're, they're just great crisps. Seabrook, that's my absolute favorite. It's one of the things I've taken from the north to say, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. What would you um? What would you say is the strangest thing that you just can't get enough of? Now, I, I, mm. I feel this one kind of warrants a wee bit of um, an example. Uh, yeah. So, for example, uh, I can't get enough of watching YouTube videos of people getting a haircut or getting a close shave. I don't know why, but I just find it so exceedingly calming and I could just sit and watch it all day. It is ridiculous. That's amazing. <laughs> I wonder why that there's something deep, deep set emotionally, psychological there. I have no idea, man. But literally, <laughs> if if I want to calm down at the end of like a tough day, I will just sit down and watch somebody getting a haircut and be like, "Yeah, there we go. That's it." <laughs> when you say it was the strangest thing you can't get enough, I was I was thinking you might, I was afraid you might say there's a particular type of pornography. <laughs> <laughs> No, we'll, we'll keep we'll keep that one for off, Mike. Man, we'll keep that. Okay, I won't go into that bit. What's the thing I can't get enough of? 
Uh, I mean, when you say can't get enough, I immediately thought of Marmite peanut butter. But it's not oh. that strange. But I just am addicted to it. I have to have it every day at the moment. I, I think about it during the day. Is that genuinely a, a yeah, spread? Like Marmite-flavoured peanut, peanut butter? Marmite released a peanut butter. It's a mix of the, of the two. And when we run out, I have to make it with peanut butter and Marmite now. It's, just, it's taken over my life. I can't. I, honestly, I've never seen that before. That it's is amazing. So you have to find it. Seek it out. Oh, I'm going to. I am going to. Yeah, you're going to be addicted like me, mate. It's, it's serious. I've got a problem. I genu- I'm not even joking. I might genuinely just jump in the car and go to Tesco after this. <laughs> Seriously, do you will not regret it. Put it on a piece of piece of toast, white bread. Yeah, lightly toasted. Smack that on, and you will not regret it. And I keep, I keep, I, 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 I'm not sure you should do this, but I put butter underneath it as well. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. I. Uh... I had a thing about that with a friend of mine recently when he saw me putting butter underneath when I was putting peanut butter and he said, what are you doing? I said, if you don't put the butter, it just stuff sticks to your teeth and yeah. it goes down all dry and stuff like that. Whereas you put the butter on, it just slides down naturally. It's yeah. quite good. And butter tastes great. It's a, yeah, exactly. It's a great compliment. It's, uh, it's not healthy, but eh, who cares? No. The good <laughs> things usually are. It's a <laughs> um, Who would you say is your favourite non-popular villain now what I mean by that is uh, mm. so like your Disney and stuff would be like your popular villains but like your non-popular yeah. would be like your bad guy from District 9 or Sue Sylvester from Glee or Jason Bateman and Juno something like that oh okay my references immediately went to to, to more childish places nice <laughs> <laughs> I always really liked Baron Von Greenback from Danger Mouse. Oh, wow. Do you remember him? He had that yes. One that he was stroking. Amazing. <laughs> there was something about him which I really was, was uh, went, uh, at the same time a bit scared of, but also yes. really liked. And he had a terrifying voice as well. I was going to say, it's all in the voice. It's definitely yeah. all in the voice. It's like... It was really low and gravelly. Yeah, it's it, honestly it's a it's a a toad that just sucks down cigars like it's That's just it, exactly yeah yeah oh, it was like a really funny pastiche of a Bond villain but yes it was, it was mad so Dan- yeah that would that would be my guy definitely Danger Mouse was incredible like utterly yeah. amazing and I still to this day say it was David yeah uh, David Jason's best role one hundred percent oh yeah yeah hard to say he also did a the voice for a. A cartoon. I haven't seen it since I watched it as a kid. Called Victor and Hugo, which was about these two French uh, sort of bungling criminals. Oh. And he was he was he was certainly the voice of Hugo. I don't know whether he was the voice of Victor as well, probably. But he was really good in that as well. But it was it was a sim- it was a sort of similar style of, uh, of program. But it was a hilarious little cartoon. It, I don't know. Obviously, it didn't get much coverage because it's uh, it's nowhere now. But I no, it. I can't. I, I can't even think of seeing that right enough. That sounds, that yeah, sounds Victor brilliant. and Hugo Bungler's in Crime. That was the uh, the tagline. Nice. Oh no, I'm gonna YouTube that. again. We're going to, have to go back to yeah. YouTube. I was gonna say I'm gonna jot that down so I could YouTube it later in between uh, in between watching people get a nice uh, shave at the end of the night. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All I can remember about it is, is the, the theme show, which I'm not going to sing. No, that's but, like... <laughs> it, it, but right at the end, uh, it said Victor and Hugo Bungler's in Crime, and then. Um, <laughs> David Jason McCuppen come up and go, Hugo and Victor. That's what I think anyway. <laughs> oh, see that, that that's just that's got that era just written all over it, big time. <laughs> it it's, is. It, I think I've taken a lot of influence from that. Yeah, definitely. 
It's uh, it's all it's all starting to ring true now. I can, I can see <laughs> yeah, where it's coming from. You can see from. the making of me, can't you? Yeah. Um, well, dude, that's us coming up to the uh, the hour mark. I can't believe that. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, that has gone really quick, Tom. Thank you. Jeez, yeah. Um, right, I've got um, some questions to uh, just kind of sign off for uh, for the evening, if you don't mind, sir. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, do you think that different coloured M and M's have different flavours? Oh, um, the brown ones definitely do. If you'd ask me Smarties, the answer is definitely yes, because the orange ones are the best. <laughs> M&M's, yeah, I'd have to say yes. Nice, nice. What? What? Okay, so you said the brown ones, so do you tend to go... The red ones, I think, that stick out in my head as being different. Is that the ones you sort of go for when you go and dig in a pack of M&M's? No, I just... avoid those ones, funnily enough. Oh, do you? <laughs> <laughs> nice. So just remember the ones so that you can be like, right, Get them yeah, back in the me. pack. That's I want fine. A blue one. <laughs> are you more? A, are you more a, a crispy M M&M and M or just a normal M M&M and M kind of guy? No, yeah, those crispy ones are really good. Yeah, yeah, go for the crispy ones. Brilliant. Uh, still or sparkling? Sparkling. Oh, that was yeah. that was so quick as well. I'm a fancy boy. <laughs> that was that was that was conviction behind that. <laughs> I wasn't until until my wife my wife really loves sparkling water, so we we always have that now, and yeah, I've got a real liking for it now. Nice. Did you were you were you the same as me before? Which was uh, you just thought it kind of tasted like feet. <laughs> I know. I've, <laughs> I've never thought it had a taste at all. Really. <laughs> oh really? I've, I I I just can't get past it. Really? Yeah, they, David uh, from the the podcast. He 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 constantly is like, oh, try a bit of that. I'm like, no, I don't know. I don't want. Oh, to. Is, that, is that sparkling water or soda water that tastes like feet or both? No sparkling water because I can have soda water and I can have tonic water, <laughs> um, but <laughs> give me sparkling water and I'm like, oh, it's like feet. <laughs> I, you know, I, we were having a conversation about it. I think it's because you get carbonation and yeah. you instantaneously think you're going to get like sugar from it. Yeah, and I, oh, I think, it's a disappointment of the yeah, yeah not getting that, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> oh, 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 you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous, but um, white or brown bread? Oh, that is really, really tough. I do, I do I'm, yeah, I'm a big bread man. I really enjoy bread. <laughs> uh, I think, as I as I reference white bread, I think yeah, a big doorstopper of a of a white loaf is <laughs> yeah, there's nothing like that. I have like a hefty white loaf that makes a thud yeah, when you throw it down. Proper bloomer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Batman or Superman? Uh, Batman. Oh, he's he's a popular one, man. He's a very popular one. I yeah, mean, I just think Superman's a bit too. I mean, growing up, I would have definitely preferred Superman, but now I look back and it's just a bit too easy. He's just got everything. He's just <laughs> stronger than everyone, you know. He's just faster than everyone. But Batman's kind of self-made, so you've got to kind of respect him more. Right. Well, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, right. This is going to be a really controversial one to finish it off, man. Okay. This one's really political. Jaffa cake, cake or biscuit? Oh, that, that is a tough one. I mean, that has been a question throughout the ages. I believe, yeah, I mean, people always uh, talk about the time it was settled in court, doesn't it? Yeah. That, was just, that was just to avoid tax, so you can't really yeah. take that face value. <laughs> I think the way I would settle this is I would say if I was looking for Jaffa Cakes, I'd be looking in the biscuit aisle. So the, despite the fact that it's not brittle like a biscuit, it's it's soft, which it shouldn't be a biscuit, I would go down the biscuit aisle, it would be with the biscuits, I believe. 
and therefore I would have to say biscuit in that context. Yes! <laughs> ah, amazing, right? That's fine. That's I didn't it. know which answer you wanted. To be That's it. No, 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 no. Do you know I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I've, I've may have uh, praised that answer. I may have given it a cheer, but I am impartial. I am impartial. <laughs> I just there's been a lot of people saying cake, and I just wanted somebody to justify the biscuit angle right here, definitely. <laughs> Because I, I very much am in the, uh, I'm in the same camp as you with uh, trying to find it, definitely, yeah. and the fact that yeah, it isn't a biscuit. It. I'm going to get pelters on Twitter now. <laughs> so how dare you, you dirty <laughs> biscuit man! <laughs> oh dear. Well, dude, this has been this has been totally awesome. This has been great, man. It's been good. Thank you. It's, it's been, been good to finally sit and speak to you. Have you got any questions for me? Oh, that's so many. I know nothing about you. <laughs> <laughs> what do I want to know? Oh, mate. Um, that's a really good good question. Can I ask <laughs> something serious? You can ask me anything, dude. What do you think about Scottish independence? Oh, that is really serious. <laughs> um, if that's too serious, I can choose something else. No, 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 not at all. Um, we can talk about Superground or something. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 I'm going to try and tackle this as best I can um, right when the first I'll, I'll go for the, the angle um, when the first indie ref came around mm. I was very much in a very stubborn position of I didn't think that my vote mattered in any way shape or form right. um, so I didn't vote believe it or not Right. Um, so I wasn't on any kind of side and I thought at the time that the first indie re- referendum uh, the kind of campaign behind it was all wrong I thought mm. that it was very much based on a on a, on a thing of you know we're, we're Scotland and we're going to go up against England and that was it mm. um, and it, it seemed to be the, the general consensus coming out of the yes campaign at that time not everybody obviously there was a lot of people who were thinking quite logically and thinking very level-headed about it, but it seemed to yeah. be that a lot of people were just getting too behind the fact that we're going to get independent, get away from England, and to hell with England kind of thing. Especially yeah. coming from the... I'm from Dundee, which is the town of the in, independence vote, effectively. Right, right. Um, now, in hindsight, and having viewed everything... And with the fact that we're now out of the, we're now going towards the fact of getting out of the European Union and having yeah. seen what our uh, delegates and government down in uh, down in London and in, uh, yeah. in, in Downing Street have have done to this country, I mm. uh, would very much prefer for us to be an independent state and very much prefer for us to make our own decisions as a nation. Yeah, not to get away from England in any way, shape, or form, but just to get mm. from the government rule. Yeah. But at the same point, I am not an SNP person, so I don't believe in a lot of the values and ideals that the SNP preach, effectively. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I feel sometimes it can be a little bit of... Uh, very blinded rhetoric that they 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 spout they they do have very good points i do agree with them on a lot of different things regarding the environment but i don't 
think they've got a very focused point when it comes to the environment so therefore I'm not behind them and that is my main focus over anything over independence over Brexit over everything is Mm. the ensuring our future as an entirety as as the world as as, as a complete as a complete global unit I think parties that focus more on the environment on a local level to influence a global to make a global influence are who I'm going to back so I think I'm very much in the in in the mindset if we could get independence that would be amazing but if we Mm. could focus more on our environment that would be even better yeah no that's great it's it's very much value but values based i think that's um that's a really admirable thing yeah oh and just to clear up i did actually then register to vote again after all this stuff (laughs) you would vote in the next one yes very much so i have i have made a conscious effort to vote since um i very much looked at everything over the next year that followed after Mm. the first independence uh, referendum I, I very much followed everything quite closely and thought no I've I've made a mistake here um I, I was I, I was actually a, a voter for many many years it was actually only about the two or three years leading up to that that I decided not to right um so yeah that's going to be extremely controversial you you thought you were going to get bad for uh <laughs> <laughs> For what you were saying earlier on, I mean, controversial as Jaffa cakes, mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, man, that's yeah. I think that's probably that's probably where I stand on it. But just no, it's great you come to come to a conclusion in line with your values. I think that's that that's all that's all we can do, isn't it? That's that's but yeah, really really good. Yeah, I, I, I it's it's not a it's not a hidden point anymore that I'm very much. Uh, a, a a green voter, but just purely yeah. on the basis that I I I'm voting for what I believe in. So I'm believing in the environment and animals, etc. Like I, I yeah. very much I'm I'm conscious about our planet. So I'm going to vote on what is what party is looking out for our planet best, not necessarily who wants to just get ahead and get out and get away from everything, you know. Yeah, and yeah, no, I, don't, I, I totally agree with that sentiment. I think I agree with your point about having um, disseminating power to a local level as well. I think we'll get, yeah. a lot more can get done, and you know, the problems in local communities can get sorted if those communities have the power to to, to change things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, fantastic. Sorry, I took it really serious. No, God, no, 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 not at all. <laughs> Do you know, it's it's actually quite. It's quite refreshing to have been asked about a political point for a change. <laughs> I'm usually having to, uh, I'm usually having to shy away from it. A lot of, uh, a lot of um, customers and stuff within the in the day job. Obviously, we all all have very opposing positions politically. Yeah. So I just, I just don't. It, it never comes up, you know. Um, yeah. So to then be able to discuss it a wee bit more is, uh, is fun. I actually quite enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. No, I'm fascinated to hear the the, the, the range of views, especially because I'm not, you know, not not in the mix of that every day. That you know, that you are obviously living there and obviously meeting people with with very strong opinions on it every single day. So yeah, yeah, it's fascinating from my point of view outside looking in. Yeah, definitely. I, I, that's actually how do you how do you view that looking in looking into it actually? How does it how does it look from a a more southern perspective. How does that? How does it get portrayed media-wise, etc.? Um, I think 
it, I think the, the the media portrayal of it is certainly skewed towards the staying together side. The Better Together campaign, I think, was painted in a more positive light. Right. Um, so yeah, from from what I can remember, well, maybe I'm, uh, I'm I'm sort of picking uh, picking examples that, that that I've remembered. So maybe maybe biased on that. But yeah, it seemed that like the um, um, the 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 the, you know, the, the, uh, the campaign for. Um, but, you know, for, for, against the independence was um, more favourable down here. No. I, personally, I strongly believe any country should be self-determining. Um, yeah. yeah, so it, it should be up to the people what what happens within that within that country. So, I think you know whatever the people who live in Scotland who are affected by the but you know, by the issues want, and that that should be the, the the thing that happens. And from a sentimental level, I'd be sad not to be part of that country because I you know, do feel like I'm you know Britain, European and British, and I want you know to Scotland to be part of that. I lost my family are Scottish and that sort of thing, so I want yeah. I want that, that that closeness. But I completely understand the concerns that a lot of people have about the the, the the troubles in Westminster and things being mishandled. Yeah, it's it's. It's a difficult thing because it's uh, it's the case of you know we're meant to be the United Kingdom, but yeah. I think for a, a, quite a number of years now, we, it's not been the case. It's not been United Kingdom. It's been very, mm. it's been very segregated Kingdom for quite a, quite a while. You know, Wales yeah. even you know Wales is getting excluded and 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 everything as well. I mean, so much so that they've started to up to a a, a Welsh independence as well. That's starting yeah, to rise absolutely. up out of nowhere. I think there's a lot of people even in the north of England that feel disenfranchised about yeah. the, uh, about London. You know, that's in the south yeah. of England thinking it's 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 different there. It's just yeah, it, like I say, it's not it's not a united feeling, is it? We're not feeling like a a country that's um, that's in harmony. No, it's uh, it's funny. My, uh, you, <laughs> it's funny if you watch something. It's very pop culture, but if you watch something like uh, the Hunger Games, um, yeah. it's funny when you watch that. You can actually draw. Um, quite large parallels between yeah. the UK, believe it or not. Yeah. It's that whole thing of yeah, like they, yeah, different divisions and yeah, yeah, like they ride on a train that goes from one end to the other, and it just gets richer and richer as they go down. And it's it's yeah. almost like that when you get like the northern areas, including northern England, and as yeah. you go sort of more southern, it just all of a sudden gets more and more affluent until you're at the capital. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, it's quite a it's, that's quite a, a pithy. Uh, parallel, but at the same point, yeah. it's it's very prevalent in these days, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, but then I suppose you know that a lot of people who were you know, who were in London would um, would would feel that that maybe wasn't the case. And a lot of there's a lot, of, you know, a lot of extreme poverty poverty within London as well, isn't there? So oh yeah, completely. I suppose you could, <laughs> nowhere safe. Yeah, exactly. We we um we were saying that we were down there not that long ago, and we were saying mm. like it seems like there's an awful lot more homeless than there was the last time we were there and there was only yeah. you know two the, years between that the stats back that up and only over the last sort of uh, nine or ten years it's it's gone up hugely unfortunately yeah yeah it's absolutely mad mm. oh anyway <laughs> <laughs> we really could take a real serious turn there yeah, it's a, shade, you know? well, welcome to <laughs> question time <laughs> with, with the toms <laughs> Right, Tom, it's been absolutely amazing having you, dude, and thank you very much for getting all all serious at the end there. I very much no, enjoy. I very much enjoy. It's been really, really nice talking to you. Yeah, you too, man. Uh, where can everybody find you online, etc.? Uh, so my main stuff is on uh, up at tomspark.com. 
the Captain Fishbeard stuff is up at captainfishbeard.com. Yes. And my new Kickstarter, which kicks off in 1st of October, will be at springheeledjack.co.uk. Oh, yeah, you're doing the Springhill Jack, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the oh, London legends, um, based on, the, on those uh, those old stories on the, the, the legend of Springhill Jack, but mine is a very sort of uh, hapless, uh, funny <laughs> take on, uh, on, on Springhill Jack, who's not quite uh, a villain in this case. He's more of a Robin Hood character. Amazing, amazing. I'll, I'll definitely be looking out for that, dude. Definitely. Big, uh, um, big Captain Fishbeard fan, so uh, yeah, I'm definitely looking Thank forward you, to Thank you, no, you've been a big supporter. Thank you, no, I really appreciate that. <laughs> I got, I'm a big fan of a, of a good pun and you definitely ace it every time <laughs> and when it's got a good central character, you've got me, mate, you've got me. That's it. <laughs> if you send me your address again, I'll get one of the badges in the post to you. Oh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, dude. My pleasure, mate. Send us any comments or questions or just to say hello. You can reach us by email at thatcomicsmell at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at thatcomicsmell. Share the podcast with your friends and followers. We are on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube and most other places you find podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Thanks for listening. Our music is by Chart Smasher and this track is Dial Up. You can find Chart Smasher on Twitter at Joan Edam and you can buy the tracks on Bandcamp.